Welcome to Just Bling It Yet. The podcast starring Jigga. John Abdullah. And uh, MC Pity Singh. Pity Singh. The, the reason that this has such a strange kind of an abrupt start. Also known start, as Patrick Green. Well, sometimes. Is I asked John what his MC name would be. Mm-hmm. And he started, well, <laughs> I one time chaperoned a youth group on a field trip. <laughs> and they called me Jigga. And which I pointed out was literally what Jay-Z is called. But also, the only MC story in the world that starts with, oh, I was chaperoning a, a youth, youth group, group on a field and trip. And that transitioned to an MC. Which is, I mean, it's very, you know. It was the first name that came to mind. Is that what you would go by? If you could, if no, you, how about this? If never. you could choose, if you could choose an MC name, mm-hmm. what would you choose? I, I really No, but can't think even, about it. No, don't but I can't. Co- there's no cop out. There's no cop out? Yeah, All don't right. call it a comeback. MC, so I have to be. What would you be? It's got to be like mysterious. It's really just like silent. Like, it's like tumbleweed in my brain. Tumbleweed? Mm-hmm. MC Tumbleweed? <laughs> MC Tumble? How about MC Tumbles? MC Tumbles. MC, it's kind of cute. I mean, I actually MC meant, tumbles. you know, tumbleweed in that there was no, nothing. No, I know. There's but, no activity. But yeah, sure. But I, I think MC Tumbles. I think that's your name now. I can tumble a mad beat. Yeah, you can. Well, let's hear you do it. <laughs> do a freestyle rap right now. Just do it. MC Tumbles. Just to the wing, to the it. <laughs> that, that, that's just a hype man thing. I know, I ready, know. ready, ready, ready. I'm not ready. I don't ready, have ready. Music. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Right. I'm gonna wake go up. Ahead. Ready, ready. Go ahead. Ready. MC Tumble on the Rumble Strip. That's all I got. Oh, okay. That so was that was I'm much better. I'm too tired for this. Oh, okay. Ex- you get a cop out MC, of I'm MC too tumble tired. Tumble on the Rumble Strip. I'm uh, mumbling. I'm all right. So we, neither of us okay, have futures. This is as obviously MCs. not. This is not the direction that our lives are heading in. But no. It would have been really inspirational, like from that one moment where you chaperone a field trip. Imagine it could have been the beginning of your journey. Right. Imagine if you just said that, you know, and I actually did like lay down something miraculous right amazing. now, and it was a moment of like, inspiration uh, for me. Jay- and I just went on and I like quit MC my job. The rumble bumbled in the bumblebee in the strip in the transformers. <laughs> <laughs> we really okay, I'm done. We should never do that again. And that was the podcast. Let's just move on from this chapter of like the MC exploration. I think we can close that. That was the preamble to the show. Into the rest of our lives. I, th- I feel like if, if I were in As a better MC mental dads. state, I would probably have been able to make a really good rhyme sure. out of that. I'm going to think about it. Okay? All right. I'm, you I, should I feel come like back a- MC Tumble episode. is really evocative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it says a lot about your life. You know, the fact that you, you get knocked down and then you tumble and then you, you get <laughs> back up. Back. You take gymnastics classes. <laughs> what a visual. You know what I, I mean? just tumble <laughs> back up again. Imagine. <laughs> Give me I, a second. Tumble. <laughs> I got to tumble. I got to tuck my head. Yep. No, I'm Always, tumble. you got to tuck your head. You don't want to mess oh my God. with that. Gym you don't classes want to injure so your neck. Jude is very good at gymnastics. That's something that he really enjoys. Oh, cool. He has a, a lot of uh, aptitude for it. Mm-hmm. And we signed him up for for gymnastics classes at like the town gym when he was like two. It was like you know tumbling classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like the star pupil. He was just like like anytime they needed a volunteer, he would just like rush up to the room and like just he oh, fucking loved it. It's the cutest, isn't it? But he was suicidally dangerous when he really would do it. like he would he would never tuck his head. And the te- <laughs> the te- the teacher would be like, "Jude, you have to." And then she's and he's like, "Okay, he's just doing a backflip off the light, dive you know, off of it head first, flying through the air." Yeah, like just no self preservation, which you know. I kind of I mean, to I'm okay with kid. that. Well, he's your kid, yeah. He's he's my child. There is no he, self-preservation. No, yeah, we are all running ourselves into paraplegia. Uh-huh. Is that a word? Uh, I would think. Paraplegia. Paraplegia. Yeah. I, if I you think are... I'd be willing to bet. If you, you are know, afraid nothing. of becoming a paraplegic, does that make you a paraplegiac? Perhaps. I can, I'm a paraplegiac. I'm afraid of being a, para, a paraplegic. Or a quadriplegic. I mean... 
who isn't afraid of like I, I don't have like a constant fear of it if that's what you I mean, mean I'm not like I don't live my life in the shadow of potential and didn't we just paralysis. go over the fact that you embrace like you, you know you push it to the limit of paraplegia I do yeah that's true but you gotta come back again you know alright I think that'd be a really what, what's your what's your greatest fear my greatest fear? Mine is not paraplegia, by the way. I, I don't want to give the wrong impression. Oh, if, you really want to think, set the tone no, and, and I, I don't mean like existential, like, oh, like I'm afraid that the world will, will collapse. You know, like what is your actual, no, what's your greatest like fear? No, it's something with my children. It's like that they are, uh, that they, something horrible happens to them, either death or like, or they become, para, you know, paralyzed or mm. some terrible injury or raped i mean these are the things let's keep going let's keep going yeah well you asked i mean that's honestly like that's the thing now i mean i don't know those those are real fears do you you worry about cancer with your kids um i haven't really thought of it no i mean that's not fair like if i see images of children with cancer i uh yeah i guess there's a moment for with me i'm like wow that that's gonna be so so difficult not only for the child but for the parents like to see your yeah. kids so vulnerable, you know they already are vulnerable, right? They're little human beings, um, but to to see like the frailty and oh man, you're really starting that would off be the episode so tough. on a high note. This is a, this is a roller coaster. It does got... actually. I will say this: it connects to where I want us to go eventually, and you know the next which two I, which hours, I already three forgot. hours. I literally don't remember what this um, which is about, about which is about gratitude oh, and, and right. like okay, entering right. the season of Christmas and trying to deal with the fact that you know. Often it is about like getting stuff uh-huh. um, and the gifts and and you know that's a fun part as we talked about with Santa Claus and all that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's a moment for us to like acknowledge how much we have and like you know practicing gratitude and that we don't have cancer right now. Well, um, yeah, well and that we don't have cancer. Do you technically have cancer, but it's in remission? Is that is that how that works? I don't. I think so. It, it's funny because initially what I was told is that. After seven years of remission, you technically, like, you're back to basically as if you had never had it, mm-hmm. you know, statistically. And, like, <laughs> I, I think I was at my, like, six-year-ish checkup, and I brought that up to my, um, to my what are they called? The cancer doctors? I mean, you're the one who, the oncologist. Uh, you're the one that's supposed that's to know thing. that, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and so I brought it up to her, and she's like, oh, no, I never said that. Oh my and this God, is the really? same one that no, she didn't say it. Like she, she was awesome. I loved her. She was great. Both because she was like super smart, and then she was and, like, and straightforward. You know, like would give it to me. Like you know, the real like you know, asking for example, I would ask her like you know, I've read about how you should think about your diet and how that can play into the cancer mm-hmm. and helping breed it or whatever. And she's like, don't. That's not real. She's really. Just, just, she's like, just eat what you want. You know what I mean? You're you're having yeah. chemotherapy put into you. Like you you should just eat what you want. <laughs> It wasn't to say that there's no science behind any of it. She didn't go as but far so, as to so say she that. Was, she was your oncologist during your treatment. During she was Dana Farber doctor, and so Which when is like I asked the best, her, right? that's like the, well, the yeah, top certainly tier, right? we're lucky in Boston to have a, a lot of good options. But Dana Farber was is right up there for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, fantastic experience. I mean, <laughs> as fantastic of an experience as you can <laughs> it have. Was totally recommend um, it. Four stars. If you have cancer, yeah. all right, you know, <laughs> if it, you're it gonna a lose good, a ball, I, I'd, make sure I'd you give do it. In yeah, Boston. exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give her the full five stars on Yelp. So um, she was really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But so when I asked this question, you know, she she said actually that's not really like technically you still do have an increased chance of it coming back. Um, but in terms of the technical definition, what you just asked, I think I'm, I'd be considered cancer free. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard conflicting. Yeah. Angles well, on I that. mean, yeah, I just told you two, two different things hey, I you heard did. from the Th- same person. Thanks. Yeah. Really <laughs> clearing stuff up today. Yeah. Cancer is a, what's your fear? Just, what's your top fear? Enormous, cancer is a huge 
fear of mine. Yeah. Just for for me, Micah, the kids, for and, and my parents, just anybody. Cause, yeah. Because because it's something it's something that has touched so many of our lives. That's so, right. So much. Everybody mine nowadays. not as directly as yours, but yeah. I mean, even just from but everybody childhood, knows somebody pretty close to them probably who has had I, cancer. I mean, yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Every, and and the fact that like you know half of men develop prostate cancer or something in their life. I mean, just even things right. like that. If you live just, long enough, yeah. It's just crazy how mm-hmm. prevalent this is. It is. And uh, a friend of mine, Danny, when I was a, a little kid singing in a in the boys' choir, got. Uh, bone marrow cancer Mm -hmm. and he's fine he's like still going strong you know it's been uh, i don't know 27 years or something at this point but his father was a doctor and his father had cancer nine times nine so he was at like a really high holy risk of this happening and he got it when he was like nine and so you know i used to go visit him in the hospital and uh it was crazy that you know he was like stage three probably um getting chemo treatments and it's just this tiny little kid you know (sighs) Um, wow, and I, I, it makes me really happy that he's like living it up and and making up for lost time because he's like this crazy party animal. Like really, that's yeah, awesome. He seems like he's like really jumping off, playing doing great. And, he's like bodybuilding, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, as a kid, that was one of the first brushes with mortality that mm. I was really kind of aware of, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, cancer is a is a huge one for me. I think from a personal perspective about like myself. Um, it's losing my ability to communicate. I think that's probably oh, wow. my my actual yeah worst fear like there's a, a type of syndrome called locked in mm-hmm. syndrome do you know that no but is it similar to like that dream state where you can't actually sleep paralysis yeah uh but just tell me what it is in some ways yeah well it's it's basically it's a condition that happens i think it's encephalitic I, I don't i don't know but um and it's it's rare luckily but basically you become completely vegetative outwardly but you're internally uh aware yeah and there's no Fully way for you to indicate. Brain. You can't even blink. Like yeah. sometimes you you can't blink. You you can't communicate. That is that horrible. You can feel things, and so unless they do a brain scan, and they're like, yeah. oh, there is actual cognitive activity going on. So then, like, and you can't you can't kill somebody in our society with that. You know, you can't pull the plug on somebody who is completely. Would alert. you want people to? And well, I, that's the thing is that like I I don't know until you you know right <laughs> yeah. like I mean the, the kind of questions that that raises are just insane. Yeah. Because like they can't physically provide consent. Right, yeah. but they're still, but they're still. But I imagine in that we're not all of their faculties. But what, but what do you do if this person does not want that to happen? If they're yeah. saying this is a, maybe it's a prion disorder, I don't know. Prion disorders are the worst. But um, don't but know what that is. But. Well, I'll tell you that in a second. But they're like you know, like I, I am, I, I don't want to go because I think medicine will get to a point where it'll advance enough in the next decade where yeah. I can come out of this and I'm still able to like participate and I can still read. I can still, you know see the world I can still be wheeled around but outside. nobody knows but I can't can. say it yeah so you're just completely trapped well but the brain scan thing is part of it like at least they'd be able to see that and I imagine that we're not too far off from the place where they'll actually be able to turn that um, the brain scanning technology so that they can actually read some of what you're doing like, yeah right you know, he's thinking about he's right. hungry now or whatever <laughs> and, and, they, and they do have that like the, yeah, you, can, you can actually totally. see responses to questions firing in different parts of the brain yep so hopefully that's you know that'll help but that's and just something that to eno- enough to a place where you could actually communicate using that technology yeah, right. i mean we might already be there i think i've read about some of that stuff right where they um are able to you know attach stuff to your brain electrodes that can actually translate stuff into i don't know i don't think it's to the extent that they can type stuff but no but they can you but, can translate movement you yeah. can do a one-to-one you can control an apparatus with your brain now like yeah dr octopus oh man i, I had to slip spider-man in again of course episode. you do um but yeah but they actually are getting to that wow. to that point which is insane 
All right, we got to move off this topic. Yeah, this is getting fucking depressing, <laughs> MC Tumbleweeds. We anyway. already spent an episode talking about our worst fears, so if you want to listen more on that. We did, just, yeah. Just well, our worst irrational fears. I, I, irrational, I would, that's it, right. It, it would be probably a bad idea to do rational ones at no, some point. I, I, yeah, but, I refuse. Yeah, and anything involving kids is, is at the end of the day is probably the the worst for me. I think so. I think that it, because of the... The, the vulnerability, like you mentioned, and also just my inability as a parent to yeah. change that. That's you know? the thing, yeah. To, to, I think that, like, ultimately, that's a deeper fear than the locked-in disorder. Thing, I don't but. I don't even give a shit about stuff happening to me anymore. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to sound all, like, heroic or ridiculous. It's just that it doesn't enter my brain in the same way. Like, I feel like... <laughs> maybe it's to an extent that doesn't make sense or isn't healthy, but I, like, no longer... The self part of me is just like, eh. Yeah. I've done my part. I, I made a couple more human beings. You know, it's like if I go now, at least it was pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely in terms uh, of disaster. Exa- I'm exaggerating. No, I, but... I mean, but like, but, you know, I think we brought this up on the show. Yeah, once. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. I'm on an airplane and I get that turbulence thing and I'm like, oh yeah. shit. Like, and I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> it was pretty good. You know? I've, I've been, I'm pretty good. Right. I think everything's been all right. Whereas if your kids were on the plane with you, it would be horrifying. Exactly. Yeah, it, totally. Right. And, and I think that's the transference of fear. But for yeah, some reason, things yeah. like locked in syndrome to me, man, I can't fucking get that on my Well, head. I've just never thought about it too yeah. much. Well, so good thanks luck. Thanks for that, Patrick. Enjoy. So, with that, how about uh, how are the holidays going for you so far? Entry they're into going, the holidays. They're going great. Yeah, they're going, yeah, yeah, let's, let's transition. Um, well, oh, you know, man. as you can tell by the pizza that you just ate, I have a, a little bit of a story. Yes, for you. that's so, right. We have to, all right, to set this up. I texted you yesterday. I said, you know, any topics come to mind? Because this is how we roll. You know, we decide yeah, basically the, the, the night day before, before. One of us goes, oh, my God, it's fucking Sunday yeah, again. What exactly. are we going to record? Yeah. So I asked you if you had any topics that came to mind for you this week. And I said no. And you said no. And then, I said just make it happen. <laughs> you said, what exactly did you say? Something like. I said, you know, I'm actually I'm literally a, yeah, I'm wearing a full tuxedo and a Papa Gino's right now. <laughs> and then you texted me. An image confirmation of assuming that the image was from that moment, which I assume it was. I, I'll give you that. I trust you. Yeah, there'll be a lot of effort to um, doctor that. Yeah. So you were actually in a tuxedo. It was a headshot of you mm-hmm. in a Papaginos. It was very clearly. You can tell the background. Yeah, of that's Papaginos. unmistakable. Unmistakable Papaginos. You're wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. You've got the bow tie. Everything going on. And this and wasn't then, just a tuxedo. This was. I had yeah the bow tie. True, I right. had a cummerbund. It was a I red had, bow tie. I had tails. So that you had the pop on the there. red bow tie. Yep. Right, because I just come from a, from a concert. Um, you didn't have a top hat, which I was disappointed I about. Have a top hat. Yeah. Um, y- it's also important that I mention you had some crazy fucking eyes in that bo- in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were up for like forty eight hours. Yeah, I look like shit. And in that you picture. just did uh, some meth. Well, it's because the entire day I had been singing concerts, and I and but it, you have to understand, like it, it's a very physical. It was also you were doing a selfie, and it was like you know, <laughs> yeah, it also that, wasn't my best into my it. best circumstances. Uh-huh. But I felt like that. Like I felt like completely just destroyed by this day yeah i'll tell you why in a second so i want to hear all about but it, it now. it's it started well in the beginning it started with you know i had a service in the morning which which in its own right is is a is an ordeal it's like three hours you know what do you mean by a service i sang a church service in the morning so okay. we had a rehearsal before that and i sang it you know gotcha. got up early yeah, for yeah, that. yeah um and uh so there so there was that kind of writing into my mindset and then um, that was the start of your day. That was the start of my day. And then, and then I was like, well, I got to come home and I got to get some work done. But the kids were with my parents for mm-hmm. the day because Micah was supposed to be at a wedding in South Carolina. Oh. This is this this weekend was just a complete a complete shit show. Let's yeah. just let's just be clear. 
um, we actually at the last minute had to cancel her flight because of a snowstorm. Mm. So she actually ended up being home, although I had dropped the kids off the night before. So we actually had a nice day okay. where we could kind of, you know, that's kind of like a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, like, well, we can yeah. get work done. But of course, I was so tired after the first service, I came home and just like slept, you know, face down on the floor <laughs> for 30 minutes and then got my tuxedo on. And I was just going to ask, okay, so at this point, you're not in your tuxedo. No, no, no. no. Okay. And then I metamorphosed into the yeah. tuxedo, which is always an interesting thing. I don't know. When was the last time you wore a tux? Oh, man. Well, I haven't even. I don't know that I've ever worn a proper full out tux. A because, proper tux. Because even the weddings that I've either, you know, either I was getting married or other people were. Congratulations. Um, we didn't do bow ties. Okay. Um, but I guess you can still have a tux without a bow tie. Sure, right? you can. That's not yeah. a defining That's actually characteristic. very, very uh, in. To but do. the last wedding I was in, I was I just wore a suit. So, I guess my own wedding. Uh, yeah, my own wedding might have been the last time that I wore a proper tuxedo okay. with a not with a bow tie. Well, my relationship with tuxes is is pretty Weekly. weird it's basically <laughs> i mean sometimes it feels like it but you know I, I i've owned a couple of them in my lifetime yeah. depending on which that's because that's because proper uh attire for what for you certain do, types right? of for, performances yeah. yeah and and so it's sort of like a business expense you know can so, they change that like does that have to keep being the attire people fucking love that and you're saying attire so weirdly right now really attire are you, are you, are you making a joke about it or is that, how you, <laughs> no. is that actually how you say the word attire i think, I think i've said i've spent my entire life saying attire no. attire and nobody has said anything about it. A burning it. tire. A, a tire. Nobody has called you out on saying uh, attire. You people are polite. People are fir- way too polite. I'm not. Attire? I know. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Attire. attire. How do you say, attire. how do you say, uh, I, I had think to go, I've always, how do you say I had to go get my driver's P-E-R-M-I-T? My driver's what? Or my, my learner, yeah. Permit. Okay, you say that normal. How else would I say permit? My mom says per- permit. Oh, my like, mom says I, a I ton of words permit. in funny ways. Which I always, um, I made up this for her, and it might be true, but she loved that I came up with it because now she uses this line that uh-huh. she learned Greek before she learned English. Uh-huh. Even though, like, it was still at a very, very young age, you know what I mean? But did she actually um, learn Greek before she learned English? I think so. Okay, because my mom so, did not learn Italian before she learned <laughs> English. She learned English and then incorporated the most bizarre oh, mix man. of, like, Italian-American slang into it. Yeah. So a lot of her strange pronunciations Attire. come out of, like, it, it, you, you might think she might have been, you know, not a native-born citizen or right. something. But she was, like, second generation, grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. But yeah. Is it really that wrong to say attire? It's not, I don't know what that word is. Attire? Attire? A-T-T-I-R-E. Yeah, attire. 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 Well, we're going to do an informal poll I'm of gonna, our listeners I right now. Listen, I want to see right how into the Wikipedia show. says it. President Obama, right into the show. Let us know how you pronounce it. All right. I'm going to be right. How would you pronounce it if you were Barack Obama? Attire. 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 <laughs> that sounded more no, like an Elvis. Here. Yeah, attire. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Oh, that was boy. a terrible impression. Anyway, Absolutely atrocious. So, so my relationship with tuxedos is weird because for at least a month out of every year, I wear it just all the time. And then the rest of the year, I just I never have it on. So it's like a really good way for me to like keep tra- tabs on my like body weight. Right. Because I, <laughs> I got it like a decade ago. Forget the scale. Just uh, whether or not like your tuxedo, tuxedo whether and fits. how your tuxedo fits. And when I got it like 10 years ago, I got it already kind of too small for me. It was like <laughs> it the was, guy was like, well, it was an aspirational. He was like, as long as you don't put on weight, like you can still wear like a size 28 
28 waist. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, that sounds that sounds great, you know. Oh my god! I didn't know I'd be a dad someday. Waist? Yeah, it's like so small, Holy but it crap. expands to a 32. I think. Okay, wow, that's so, pretty good. That's yeah, pretty right. good. Like, that it has these like, like these that. like wings in the so so throughout the last decade, I've been able to wear it by it adjusting these by slightly tearing, you know, <laughs> yeah, by ripping open. <laughs> but I've been able to like adjust the waistband thing, you know. Uh-huh. So I, I've always been able to wear it, but it doesn't matter of how easy it's been to wear. And I remember specifically last oh, year, like one of my wake up calls was like it was just so painful to wear this fucking tuxedo from like you know college yeah so i was so so it was nice it was much easier to get into it this year that was that was a benefit but it's it's funny because it just sits there dormant Mm -hmm. you know for basically a year and then i wear it like every day you know yeah so it's this weird kind of like it's like this this it's like you know when you look at the side of a mountain and there's been erosion and you can see like the different like paleolithic like the eras that I don't go know what by. talking about. You know, like the Mesozoic era has like a lot of deposits. <laughs> oh, right? yes. I, I, when right? I look at the mountains, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's the Mesozoic era. That's what yep, you do, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, clearly. Always. That's like my tuxedo. Like, I, I noticed that there's a stain on it that's mm-hmm. still there from when Henry knocked tea into it last year, Aww. which was like, I've had dry cleaned three times, by yeah. the way. I'm like, who fucking cleans these things <laughs> that you can't get out this one stain? I'm like, I paid $100 for this shit. Yeah, but some stuff, I mean, that shit will just stain, right? There's, There's no way to get, no way to get a new shirt. But anyway, so it's like this this weird like ritual every year. Yeah. So uh, so I, I got into my tuxedo yesterday, which was quite an adventure. Um, and then I drove to this the concert venue. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand, like when, when we sing these concerts, it's not like we just show up and sing. Like we get there hours ahead of time and then we have to perform in the space. We have to like practice mm. a lot of things. Um, and every venue is different depending on the organ and all the, the size and, and all et cetera, that the layout and, and you got to tap dance, you know, it's just crazy. You got <laughs> things to throw. We don't actually tap dance. Um, but so it was like kind of an adventure and then we had this whole, you know, long rehearsal and we didn't get a chance to practice the intro mm-hmm. and the intro for these concerts is always, it's a, it's like the most special part of it. It's like yeah. the one that people talk about because we kind of mysteriously appear in the, down the aisles of the Did venues. you come down from the ceiling? <laughs> that's 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 next stage. That's the, the harness. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, takes a while flipping. to attach to a tuxedo. <laughs> getting, it's like <laughs> the, in the spinal tap with the Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Please do down. that someday. That's, that's I should, with the wings flapping out behind me, you know. Definitely. Um, so so we, we we go down the the sides of the audience in the venue, oh. and then we sing this a cappella piece that's usually very powerful. But yeah. this year we decided to change it up. We did a new piece that has an organ involved in okay. it, which was a horrible fucking idea <laughs> because St. Mary's Church in Charlestown, Massachusetts, uh-huh. is in is it just a beautiful venue? It's like a red. It's like a historic place. It is a movie mm. set. It's a beautiful church. It is the most acoustically bizarre environment. I bet. I mean, you need like a flare gun to get somebody's attention because the organist <laughs> is literally a city block away. Yeah. He's at the other end of this enormous wow. cavernous church. Uh-huh. And organs also have a time delay because the air that comes out of the right. billows to power them. So there's there's like a few layers of this is awkward. Oh my God. And then after the last couple of years where we've had these issues, they've installed like a CCTV system now so you can like see the conductor kind of from the organ yeah. console. But the problem is that the image is a fucking CCTV image so you can't see anything. It looks like a, you know, like <laughs> when somebody like mess. robs a store. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So the, so the organist... There's a whole separate story with him, which I'll tell next time. The organist was on the other end of the city block, and he could not see anything. So, like, literally, our conductor would would do the cue, and mm-hmm. then there would just be nothing happening. Oh, my And then God. he would start, like, talking, and then all of a sudden, like, all the blowers would come on, and we'd all be screaming. <laughs> it was, like, so chaotic. So, for some reason, we decided to integrate the organ into the beginning of this concert, which is the mysterious, you know, the mysterious thing. Yeah. So, we go... <laughs> Go out there to I mean, sing. to be fair, you know, organ does add a lot of mystery. It does add a lot of mystery. Well, especially when they can't see anything. Yeah. So we kind of walk out into the into the audience, and immediately I'm like, "This is not going to go well," because I ca- I couldn't hear anybody 
whispering or anything and I was like I was Uh-oh. like I can hear my own heartbeat like I was in this acoustic dead zone yeah and I look and the president of our organization is literally the person next to me in the <laughs> she came to this performance it was very nice yeah but um, she and her husband were like a matter of inches away from me so I'm like kind of thrown off by that and then did you the, have to poop I, of course I had to poop I just I just my life is I just in always that had moment. to poop it just yeah I, ne- I nearly did can you imagine that that would have been a great story that would have been a fantastic story so we get the cue to start but the organist doesn't see the cue so a couple of us start singing with the conductor conducting us and there's no organ music and then we're in this moment where we're like okay this is the very first thing that happens in this concert like nine of us are singing nobody this knows thing. how it's supposed to be though <laughs> that's, that's very true and I see like the, the director of Oxfam yeah. sitting there and she's kind of like bobbing her head and I can tell she's like, this is really mysterious. Like, this is just, you yeah. know. And then, like, another bank of singers realize that they were supposed to have started, so then they start singing, but they're not caught up with us. <laughs> and they're on the other side of the church, so all of a sudden you have this weird stereo effect, and then the organist goes, oh my god, they're singing, and he starts playing, and it comes out at the wrong part of the song. Oh and so we have, like, god. at least five disparate things happening. It's a complete nightmare. Um, it's I'm literally laughing as I'm singing it, and I'm trying to like hold it together because again, the, the my boss's boss's boss is yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, right yeah, next yeah. to me. It's just the most like surreal experience. But that set the tone for the rest of the concert. It was just like a marathon. This concert, there were so many technical issues. Really, it was, it was good. But are, but are they really like, we things, made it through? Yeah, and are they really things that people would have picked up yes, on? Yes, oh, yeah. They're when when okay. somebody when it's silent and then an organ goes. Burr! <laughs> and then everybody jumps like people people are like okay there's obviously they a problem that, yeah. yeah so so i had just gone through this experience mm-hmm. i was like completely exhausted it was it was it felt like the end of the day it was only like six o'clock but i'm driving home and i go you know what i need i need jonah's golden nugget <laughs> jo- so jonah's, jonah's golden, golden nugget, nugget is this mythic pizza that was invented at a place called eat at jumbos in somerville have you ever heard of eat no at jumbos? no okay well they're fucking closed apparently because i called the oh. number that i still have in my phone from when i used to because i was like i need a reward like this has yeah. been a hard day Absolutely. i'm exhausted and there's nothing better than this ridiculous eat at jumbos pizza yeah so i called them in a place called sassafras vegan picks up and apparently it's now like a kombucha bar oh my so god so they don't make pizza anymore i'm like oh my god like what am i gonna do ah is a Papa Gino's. Papa Gino's. I love Papa Gino's. I'm under no, I'm not, I, there's no pretense about it being like gourmet quality pizza. Right. It's, Naturally, it's a no fucking budget say. family pizza chain. But it's like when we want to go out and have like a greasy good time, yeah. have a greasy good time <laughs> and play, you know, the Miss Pac Man machine. Papa Gino's. <laughs> yes, where they the may be happens. going bankrupt, but they can but still, they still sponsor got our it. show. They still got it. Uh, you know, so I'm like, I'm going to pick up Papa Gino's for the kids because Michael was on the way to go get them and they were going to come home and then we were going to have dinner together. Yeah. So I go to Papa Gino's and I'm stepping out of the car and somehow I throw my keys like really hard under the car. No. Like in the middle of the car underneath. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, I just want to go home and eat this pizza. I was so hungry. I was so tired. And now I'm crawling underneath <laughs> a, a Dodge in a Charger tuxedo. in a tuxedo. And there are people next to me. And I could see they're like, kind of like, what has happened? I'm like, what would you have thought? If, if it just, just randomly, there's just a guy in a tux crawling under I would have thought this car. guy's absolutely fucking lost it. Like, <laughs> this I, is like the end of his rope. I, like, I would, I'd go through the, like, the options here. Is it like someone trying to steal a car? Right. Is it like a mechanic who's like, like so dressed up about though. to go out for dinner with his wife but had to do one quick thing to like fix his car first. <laughs> so he went to Papa Gino's parking lot <laughs> he realized yeah his car needs an oil change right so in like, that moment I couldn't reach it so I, I, I start getting things out of the car like ice scrapers folders water bottles <laughs> and I'm trying to throw things at it to get it to dislodge and there's people like oh moving God. away from me in the parking oh, lot oh yeah because I'm like you know like swishing all over the place were you screaming too were you I'm sure I was screaming I probably shit some... in my pants too <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like trying to get, I couldn't get the keys out. And then I just basically just wedge myself under the car and crawl like, <gasps> oh, no. I'm going to get the keys. And I get the fucking keys and I come out of there. And I'm covered in shit. <laughs> oh, and I go into this Papa Gino's in a full tuxedo covered in fucking dirt from the ground. Uh huh. Looking like a meth addict because I'm I so fucking see. tired. Yeah, now it makes sense. I knew there was a story behind it. Yeah, there and, always and, is. and I walk up and I'm like, please just give me a barbecue pizza. And uh, and I got to say, they delivered so big time on yeah. that fucking pizza order that I got in the car and I ate it. And I literally- Did you eat it in the car? In well, that I, I ate my portion of it in the you car. You did? Wow, spent, you were that hungry. Yeah, it was so good. And I literally moaned. Like, like <laughs> what did it sensually. Sound like? I was like- I want to hear it. Mm. Like oh it was wow! Like Maybe I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, you get None that out of your ears. Yeah, um, that's pe- amazing. People are people are complaining now. <laughs> um, it was like this this moment of complete fulfillment, and I just sat Whoever there in a tux that that would and be, I fucking just that would happen in a Papa pizza in my mouth. parking lot. I know it probably be a, it's a good commercial for them. You know, it would be at the end of the day. Yeah, just you moaning. Yeah, just <laughs> in a car. <laughs> it's like the herbal essences commercials <laughs> where they're in the shower. You know. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that was that was me, but with a tuxedo in a papadino covered in oil. And that was my night. That's so amazing. that's that brings me to today and why I forgot what our fucking episode is about. Wow. You what a transition. transition into it? I mean, I guess we should. Yeah, after that. All right, let's do it. Just one so like I said, we're in the holiday season. It's crazy. There's a lot of stuff. You know, there's parties. There's uh, lots of gift giving. We got to shop. We got to do it earlier every year because, you know, Black Friday, et cetera. <laughs> Deals. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, did you get anything on Black Friday? Yeah, I did. You know, this is this year I've started shopping earlier than ever before, and it's because yeah. I'm like, you know what? If I can get my shit together enough to know roughly like what who I need to buy for and what I want to get them. And can just do a bunch on like that Friday or weekend. The deals are pretty amazing. At least they're, I think they're so. They're kind of amazing. I'm, I'm like, it depends what you're getting. Who are these people who camp out? Oh honestly? yeah, no, no. I don't. I don't go I, out into. I'm the not stores. saying you're doing. I'm, I'm obviously you're not doing that. But but yeah. I mean, there are people who treat it like it's this <laughs> event. You know? Well, but I imagine that's so interesting coming from you because I imagine for some of them that's what it is. It's like an adventure. Well, and that's that's what. So I'm actually taking devil's advocate because I, I stick <laughs> up for these people, the people all the time. You? No, I'm not one of the people. I, uh, we never we never do that. But yeah, this year, like you know, people kind of like to complain about it. Yeah. And this year, I was like, you know, I think people aren't. It's not necessarily just a sort of crazy consumerist frenzy. It's not just people not planning ahead for Christmas or something. It's like the fun. It's the fun and it's the event. And if you can, if if that brings happiness to your life, fucking do it. You know what I mean? I don't care if it's overtly capitalistic and, you know, I mean, kind of chintzy. I'm kind of with you. Like, it does mystify me that that would be like a fun experience at the end of the day. Right. Just go do it and go to Papa Gino's where you can get terrific deals on pizza this week if you go. You know, if you call them and you're in a line, if you're on your app, your Papa Gino's app, is that a thing? I hope it is. Yes, it is. If you're in the (laughs) the Papa Gino's app. Let me tell you, it is so fluid. It's so The user experience is just impeccable. But from that line, while you're waiting for whatever it is, a release date for a new phone, you know, Black Friday, you can order that pizza while you're in line. They will deliver it to you. Yes. Wherever you are. And you can share this very episode. In the world. They'll go to Dubai. They'll go wherever you are. Papa Gino's has no borders. No borders. Like Doctors Without Borders was inspired by Papa Gino's. In a half hour or less. Or your pizza's free for the rest of your life. Yes. All pizza. It's just an amazing company. It's an amazing deal. It's an amazing company. I love what they're doing. Me too. 
Very progressive. <laughs> yeah. So Black Friday, you know, is one of those things where uh, I, I, I can kind of understand it now. We have not bought anything on Black Friday for the last few years yeah. because it has not lined up with pay with periods very for. well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to like just put all this credit card debt yeah. on the week. So like, you know, I'd, ra- I'd rather like have like a little bit of cash set aside. That's just for Black Friday. It's really? So right? do you not use your credit card for everything? <laughs> Uh, well, I did for a while, and then yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. I'm I have going to pay into this. debt. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so oh, now we're really man. trying to pay My that standard down. is just I do everything on the credit card, and then I try and to pay, pay it off at the end of the off month. At right? the end of the month, because right. that way, you know, you get the points and all yeah, that right. stuff. Yeah, so, right. So that's and it buys typically you a month what I do. Like, you know. But uh, something like Black Friday, for example, you yeah. know, if I'm going to go out there and spend $600 on Black Friday shit, right, which right. people buy TVs and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Then, like, I'm not going to be able to pay it all off in cash at the end of the month and not go wildly out of whack with their budget. So, you know. Naturally. But this year, like, we got paid, like, the day of that Black Friday. Friday happened and I was like, you know what? Like, we got some cash on hand. Like, let's fucking do let's it. Let's do it. And uh, we got something amazing. Oh, you can't tell me though. Is it a surprise uh, for somebody? I mean, it, it, it was going to be a surprise, be and then I blew it about five minutes later, and now it's not a surprise. Five anymore. minutes later, because we use it every fucking day. All right, let me guess. Yeah, go ahead. A blender. That's <laughs> a horrible idea. <laughs> like one of those Vitamix ones, you know. I mean, I, that, I have no I, idea. That would be cool. But I mean, no, I know that's not cool at all. Yeah, I nothing just, else. MC it was tumbleweeds. the first thing that entered my brain. It's an actual arcade. cabinet. <laughs> it's all cabinet. tumbleweeds in my in my head all the time. An arcade cabinet. An arcade cabinet. Yeah, a three quarter size arcade cabinet. And What's this is something it? empty. That... No, it's the machine. You 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 <laughs> idiot. Yeah, no, it's like you I know, bet it's you got can the game. buy that now an empty arcade cabinet and then just put whatever you want in it, like a TV screen or something. Yeah, no, but people do that too. Yeah. yeah. So lay off. So me, yeah, right? you're, you're brilliant. Really great insight. Empty tumbleweeds. Here. So is it one of these ones where it has like 50 games built into it? It has four built into it. <laughs> okay, I'll take and, it. And and it's it's a really good company. It's Papaginos that makes it. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 four games that we like to play as a family uh-huh. a lot. And uh-huh. I, and I had kind of done research informally with the kids. This whole thing started with the fact that I've been working on the ballet so much that we yeah. haven't been able to go out on the weekends to Fun Spot. Right, as you know, is a big part of our family. Like we haven't been there in like four or five months. Now oh my god! Because I've been working every weekend, That's a long and Micah time for has you. been too. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, you, we like to go there at least once every other month. You know. Yeah. But the kids have both been really good about it. Like they ask to go, and then we're like, "Well, we can't because you know we got to work this weekend." And they've been like so nice Aww. about it. And this whole thing is leading towards January first after I hand the piece, and we're going to go overnight after New Year's, and we're going to go up there and spend a weekend, which is going to nice. be really great. Yeah. But like, especially Jude, who really treasures fun spot of he's, course. Been, he's really patient with it so as a surprise on black friday i got this arcade cabinet with a That's couple a of his favorite damn games awesome in it surprise yeah and um and it was <laughs> crazy cheap and well because it's fucking huge so like you know you can't do anything <laughs> yeah, with it yeah but i, I also didn't want to like store it away somewhere you know right um and so now like it's part of the rhythm of our lives is before school if we have time or when he gets home you know like we'll like make popcorn and have a little fun spot experience and play a couple rounds of rampage and it's it's oh is so rampage fun. one of the games yes. oh man it's the rampage cabinet that's it, awesome it's, it looks and it looks great what are the, the other boys three? love that game it's a rampage joust gauntlet and defender which nice. are just great games yeah that's a good combo um, you got yeah and they're all they're all multiplayer games yeah so they're all, like gauntlet for example you know you're you're exploring endless dungeons and oh, fighting yeah, ghosts and man, things. Scotland and, awesome. you know, we can all, and, and Henry too, and Micah too sometimes. We all sit down, we all play together, and it's like a really great family multiplayer experience. That's so cool. It was totally worth it. Yeah. And it was 200 bucks at the end of the day. Oh, wow. For something that we get that much use out of. Yeah. That's it, totally That's good. fantastic. Anyway, that sounds like a good Black Friday about. deal. But that's it. So, okay. Oh, yeah, so, Black Friday. Yeah. So I think you can relate maybe after what you just said. Uh, it's a time of year where I find myself. Um, you know, partly like to make it easier on others, I think about things I want to and things that I want to give people. But like a lot of it is just about stuff. You know, it's like goes back to our stuff episode. You, you can get a, a bit preoccupied with it. 
Um, and for me, again, I, like I want to give people ideas. My mom, my sister, they always ask, like, what do you want? Then I want to just get something if I don't need it, which I appreciate. So I wanted to be better about thinking early about what I need. And it, it like, you know, me <laughs> in this day and age, um, Bethany makes fun of me all the time because I research everything to death. You know, mm-hmm. it's always like looking at other people's reviews and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> But I can't not do it now. No, I know. Um, if I'm and especially like for food options, forget it. You know, if it's a recipe or or going out to eat or whatever, I have to research to make sure it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a little ridiculous. But anyway, um, and at the same time, as I'm doing all of this and getting more, uh, I won't use the word obsessed because I don't think I quite got to that consumed. level. Consumed, ah, consumed by my consumerism. Mm. Uh, I I've been like I know I'm aware of it happening. Okay, and like part of me is like. Uh, you know, it's okay. It's the time of year where that happens. And it's also really fun to think about what other people might want and like, you know, focus on gifts for them. Um, but, you know, I also just feel like uh, I'll, I don't want to drag the conversation too down, too low in terms of uh, tone or whatever, even though we did, you know, start, <laughs> we, we did start off by talking about locked in syndrome and cancer okay, and children. So, so, so I so think I'm going to bring fine. it back there. I'm going to bring it back there. So I had this moment yesterday or a couple days ago, where I don't know if you've been seeing these images, but I've been seeing them quite a bit as I scroll through Facebook and oh, other man, sites. Oh man, MC Tumbleweeds are bringing it down. Uh, of uh, of these Yemeni kids, and and you know, just to say a little bit about what's going on in Yemen, there is a conflict there. Uh, unfortunately, the U.S. is participating by uh, fueling um, the Saudi-led uh, bombing in that country, and we're actually like the missiles are coming from the U.S. Okay, and so like part of our tax dollars are are funding that, and. It has created near famine conditions in Yemen, and there's been a lot of images lately um, of children who are just, you know, the the skin and bone images that you can imagine in these famine situations that happen. You know, think about Ethiopia in 1985. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Um, and I found myself, you know, you scroll through, you're looking at other people's babies and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, I, I see one of those images. And most of the time, I have to keep scrolling because if I stop and think about it too much. Like I, as a, as a, as a parent now, especially, okay. Seeing these kids, it's like, it's really hard emotionally. Um, and you know, we've both talked about how much we, um, we prize empathy, right. And, uh, and that kind of empathy, I think, you know, it can hurt <laughs> like you, you're, Oh my God, I'll never forget the, for the pictures of the toddler in the Syrian refugee crisis. Well, initially. yeah, that's a perfect example. Like to me, that was one. And, and pe- uh. people were so, uh, it was, it was, it was not. It was shared more casually than I kind of feel like it should have been. I mean, it was yeah. really, it was really, it was, it was a powerful no, image. No, but I know what but, you mean. But, but people were just like, like put it up, and I was over. like, man, like this is. And I mean, that, yeah, I could. Yeah. Not, I, I still can't get that. Out and of my head, and honestly. I still like you know, I won't get into too much of like our approach. What I appreciate so much being you know working with communications at Oxfam is that we put a lot of thought into the types of images that we will show. Right. Um, thinking about children in particular and their lack of. Uh, consent in a lot mm-hmm. of those conditions right so anyway all that aside i'm seeing these images and i appreciate the fact that they're showing us as americans like the reality you know this is the real although it's is, crazy how little the yemen crisis is being discussed in it, the it's true States. very true but at least you but, know i mean it's totally of course, to it's skewed of course it, it, too because i'm like the person on facebook who right you know, the algorithm the is serving like, me right. but 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 at, at yeah. the end of the day we're, we're so wrapped up in our domestic affairs that we're, we're like not even talking about anything internationally let alone something right. that we're partially responsible for yeah exactly uh, especially with this i mean it's broken through Saturday somewhat thankfully thing. there's uh you know the senate is passing i think still or has <laughs> passed a uh Who knows? yeah exactly anyway so I, I saw that image and i and then this time i like paused a little bit more and i'm like you know what 
you know, this is reality and, and it hurts to like think about it too much, but it is the reality. And it's weird. Like your brain switching between the, the Christmas season and this like really fun season for your kids, you know, and they have so much, you know, and like, I just, you know, yesterday we were eating dinner and I talked to Bethany about like, you know, maybe we should start um, saying grace because that, you know, for me, that's like, it's not something I honestly have ever put into practice regularly. You know, at holidays we say grace, right? Um, but other than that, it's not something. And and even if, forget the religious part of it, what I really appreciate is that it's like before you're about to eat, you know, take this privilege of eating like whatever the hell you want basically yeah. um, in abundance. It's nice to just recognize like we're grateful for this, you know? Um, and so that might be one thing that we, we start to do. But like underneath all of that, I just feel like um, – Oh man, it's like it's a lot to carry, I guess. The idea that we we have so much so easily and in the same moment in the same time there's literally kids who are starving to death. You know? And I say that's a lot to carry and I don't mean like obviously I'm not the one carrying most of this burden, okay? Like there are families who are losing kids. Um but we live in a world where all that's happening and you know, we're experiencing our lives as they are. And so, I don't know, I've just been trying to think through how to go into this season and particularly, you know, with our kids as they get older um, to model for them, like, what does it look like to really, you know, be okay with what you have? And, uh, and, you know, you're also not trying to like shame people into not wanting stuff, but just acknowledging like, yeah, I'm really fucking lucky. You know, I do know. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of directions I could, I could go with that. I I think um, it's difficult living in our society and being aware of these things and not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's something that, that I, I, I just personally struggle a lot with, and which is probably part of why I often scroll past that kind of content. Yeah. Because it, I, I feel... And there's a part of me that's sort of like, well, you know, I didn't ask for this in the middle of my day. Like, I, 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 I shouldn't be shocked into action. Like, I'm already an empathetic right. person. I already know... I already know this is happening, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is that I should be shocked in the middle of the day, and I should I should be shown things that challenge me. And I should be shaken out of my complacency because it's so much easier to go through life when you have plenty and not even not even um with not even a passive awareness of it right? yeah yeah like because we surround ourselves every day with people who by and large are in similar situations to us you know yep like we just had a conversation 20 minutes ago about how the reason we don't go out on black friday is because it doesn't like you know line up with the pay cycle and i don't want to like screw my credit score up because yeah, i'm so yeah. proud of it you know what i mean like it, it is something that it's so easy to forget how many layers of privilege we have, yeah. you know, that we that we have nothing to do with and that we're not responsible for. Right. So I guess that's, I'm just sort of vocalizing that. But the other side of it, of course, is this feeling of guilt, which is not fair to us to feel guilty because we didn't do anything, you know? Like, it's not like, it's not like I um, deserved to have an easier life. Right. And it's not like I've done anything to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I it, in a way, it's sort of out of my control you know and, I think, and I think, I think okay that's, yeah it. and I think that's a healthy perspective I guess where I where I feel challenged on that and I try to challenge myself on it is um that we are contributing to a system that does support that well, and, and, and it's that's, like right you know to so to some extent um we are we're part of that we're part of the problem you could even say you know what I mean to an extent I mean I don't want to carry that too far because like we're not the hands-on like if we had our way we wouldn't be supporting you know, Saudi-led um, bombing in Yemen. You know, right. like that's actually something you and I are working at a place that's actually combating that. <laughs> so right. there's that level of it too, which we can say. But even for people who don't, you know, have that part, 
um, working at a at a nonprofit, um, it's not like you're choosing to have your tax dollars go to that or a lot of other things, but they are, you know. And like, I don't know. I I wonder if there's like a healthy amount of guilt in that. It can wake us up to you know what we can do to help support these things, and and that one it happens to be a pretty damn complicated one where there's not as straightforward of a of an answer, I guess. Right. But I don't know. I don't know where I'm going it, with it. I, I, I guess I, I, we'll get back to Christmas stuff in a second. But it's it's not even. I see. To me, I, I don't think it's guilt. I, I think it's awareness, and I think it's um, contextualization, and it's and it's being aware of the larger machinations that you've been contributing to without realizing it that yeah. are leading to these things happening. Because nobody that right. you and I interface with thinks that Saudi Arabia should be bombing Yemen. Yeah. Right. Like we don't even people that we know that are Trump supporters probably if they looked at pictures of what's happening would right. probably say you know what let's not. That's right. Let's not let that happen. Right. It's not us. Like like we're not directly doing that but we're a part of a system that's doing it yeah. and you can contribute to getting rid of that in a lot of ways and to my mind the best way to get around that or, or to counteract it is yeah. with is with um acculturating our kids to being aware mm-hmm. and raising them to grow up to help to increase awareness with other people as well yeah because at the end of the day we're not elected officials at the end of the day we're not corporations with tons of money to throw at these kinds sorts of things right but we are voters, you know, and we are members of a social construct in That's this country right. that has some sort of power when it's mobilized. Um, but you can't be stultified by it, you know. No, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> but I, mean, I, I think... do that sometimes too. Like I, I especially, I remember. The, um, I guess it was three or four years ago. Now there was the huge famine in Somalia and Somalia, mm-hmm. and um, and feeling just so shitty about myself <laughs> during yeah. that even yeah. though I was working at a place that was addressing it I know I know just the feeling irony there. so yeah. bad about yeah. the fact that like my day does not have any concern with where food is coming from or whether or not I can live off the land that I have right. access to and things like that no and I agree you with know? you I, I think some of what you're getting at is that it isn't like it, it makes sense that you would have felt that way but at the end of the day that's not helping you or anybody exactly you know, feel it, bad just, about it's, it it's counterproductive um, but and, yeah. and, and if you're motivated by that then that's one thing but I, I think a lot of the time we just sort of become um, paralyzed jaded you know or, and, and yeah. kind of paralyzed yeah or numb I think that's true and I think that to that extent you know I get why you or, or I said I'd do the same would scroll past in some senses because there is an element of this about awareness where it's like over, it is overload. Like our yeah. brains, I think that with social media um, and with you know technology now, I don't know that we're equipped to handle the amount of the volume of information that is thrown at us. And you can see that in social media now. Yeah. There's so many fewer posts about politics because right. we, we were. We, it's like we all kind of just quietly were like, okay, there was like a breath. Let's of, just yeah. stop. <laughs> like this is. Yeah. We, we all know that this is a shit show. Mm-hmm. We all know that we disagree with each other. We all know that news organizations are investigating things and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We can take a breather. Let's just it, you know. post, you know, our cats and yeah. babies Which again. We, really, it's funny. Like, <laughs> I would love to see a chart about social media usage and how it's vacillated over the last two years. Oh, man. It, it just must be insane. Yeah. Just the, the pendulum swinging from everybody being so thoroughly embroiled in what was happening politically and geopolitically yep. to just totally avoiding talking about it. Right, you know? right. Um, but I, I guess to bring it back to the but, holiday yeah, season, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like on a small scale, this is a real problem that we deal with every time we give gifts, which is That's that right. like, you know, our family, the kids will always be getting presents and they will always get the things that they've, some of them have asked for, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's never an issue of 
we only have five dollars to spend and you know we're gonna get one thing and you have to share it like we, we live in a time of plenty we have there's grandparents there's extended That's family right. like even if we were in harder financial situations like we would have support in our oh kids. yeah our kids even would if we have, got our kids nothing they would still get way too much stuff at yeah literally <laughs> right exactly and let alone you know being in a house that's decorated with a tree you know right, and with right. all these things. well i'm interested in how you even approach because i'm feeling some tension on this in terms of the amount of gifts to get like it isn't even like you know my kids now aren't even at an age where they're really asking for anything mm-hmm. so that'll obviously magnify it when when you have kids who are aware of what it's about and ask for stuff but you know with like grace even she's three but you know i have sense for like some things that she might need you know in terms of clothes or whatever and first, I give those out to my parents. Yeah, she's not um, going to want. She's not going to want that. And other people, no, I know, but but no, they'll get yeah, her maybe, other stuff maybe. too. Yeah. It's not just clothes. Like I gave them some ideas, you know, ranging from clothes to toys or books. <laughs> or whatever. Just get her some socks. Please. Yeah, exactly. She loves um, just white but socks. But the thing is, after I do that, then I'm like, all right, well, what should we get her? You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think about it, and I'm like, I don't want to just make stuff. Like I don't want to just think through things and come up with stuff that's like, eh, you know, she doesn't necessarily need it. She might like it. You know, I don't want to just bring more stuff in because it's Christmas and that's what you do. Right. So so we've been thinking about this and like, you know, having Bethany and I talking about like, should we get her something else? Or, you know, we got our couple of things so far, but um how do you how do you how does that look like in your household? What does that look like in your household? How does that that well, let's see. Um it, it's <laughs> just it is, that process of you know it's definitely uh it's a yearly adventure because you know, the kids change every year. I mean Henry right. Henry's still young enough that he's not really gonna of be that, you know, he's just gonna have fun opening things. You That's know? the the fun is just opening, right? Um but you know, having been through quite a few Christmases now with Jude, I, I can say that the things that he actually plays with in the long term are not the things that we spend much money on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh and he he's asked for or a big sort of centerpiece presents for the last few years, and and we've gotten them. You yeah, know. yeah. Um, like this enormous Hot Wheels set that um is was like you know seventy bucks, and it's got like four levels to it, and it's just this huge. It takes up so much. That sounds amazing. Fucking space. It's really <laughs> cool, you know. And he was really adamant. He was like, I want to get, and he he asked, you know, in like April for it, and we're yeah. like, well, you know, we're gonna wait until <laughs> until if you still wanted a Christmas, you know, we were gonna ask Santa for it. Yeah. Um, and he got it. And he does not. He played with it a lot for a few months, and now it just takes up a lot of Isn't space. Isn't it in his funny bedroom. how that stuff? And, yeah, yeah. But the things that he does play with, which were basically just the cars that we got to go on it. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, he brings them everywhere he goes, and he plays with them all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting. I don't think gift giving is really about the actual gift. I think it's about just the gesture of doing it. And, yeah. And of and and of there there is something really special about waking up as a child and coming downstairs and seeing so many presents that you can't even process. You know, <laughs> right? No, I agree with you. So, yeah. So part of the it, same, I agree with you, but at the same time, I do want them to be of some value, like in some way. I'm not, you know, I don't mean yeah, that. But what in is that value? value when you're talking about a three year old? You know, yeah. I'm what, saying, what is that? What is that value? I'm saying I don't want to just bring in stuff for stuff's sake. You know, like our stuff episode where we talked about it. Because God knows, you know, we're I'm just tired of fucking picking up every single day know, things everywhere. Crazy. And I know that's still going to happen. Um, but I'd least I'd at least like to know that it's something that either potentially has an educational element to it, um, or that you know, again, that she might actually need. Like, you know, she's going to take swim class, so she needs goggles and a bathing suit, that kind of thing. Um, or I don't know, or that it's like uh, it's getting her into a new kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm making up an example. Like Luke probably would love to have like a truck, you know, that lights up or does some mm-hmm. fun stuff because he doesn't have one. So like I'm, I'm not even against toys. I'm just saying, I don't want to just buy a bunch of stuff. 
to have a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm not hearing you say that either. It's just, uh, I don't know, that tension of like, I want them to be able to have a bunch of fun stuff to open, but right. I also don't want to just get stuff that doesn't actually have some value. Well, something that we've finally done this year yeah. is systematically had the kids involved in the process of giving away things. Yeah, so, yeah. So we we did a, a trip, I think it was last week, Micah took the kids while I was, when she got home earlier earlier than I did, so I wasn't actually there for it. But I think uh, there were like a few boxes full of toys that Jude had helped pick out to be brought to like a shelter. Nice. And I think that's a really nice way to do it, to, to get used to the idea that it's not permanent right the ownership of a lot of yeah, these things yeah, and if yeah. things are really like special that. then they can be but like but you should offset if you want to get presents then like you should get comfortable with the idea of not holding on to everything especially things that you don't necessarily want yeah totally and i, I it's funny because i i think of i i've i've been kind of assuming that jude would be more attached to physical things than he actually is because i just sort of you kind of assume kids are <laughs> I'm like thinking that of you know? our binky conversation and you know just yes out. exactly yeah. well, that's what i'm thinking yeah and he was like nah you know it's fine <laughs> and then he got the hot wheel set and then that too he was like nah that's all right. Like, yeah. you know, it, it actually wasn't that big of a deal. That's great. But the kid, like, so for example, here's something. So um, Jude mentioned to me that he feels like he never gets things in the mail mm-hmm. because, you know, Micah and I get packages in the mail quite right, a bit. Right. It's usually presents for them <laughs> yeah, that they haven't gotten yet, right? But there is something that I find really just genuinely exciting about getting something in the mail. Oh, absolutely. Like, I just love it's ordering awesome. batteries off of Amazon and being like, oh, man, like there's something in the mailbox for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's just fun. It just feels like uh, it's like, it is. I, can't, oh, I can't wait to see what's in there. And it's fucking batteries, but whatever. We can do things no, with those No, it's true. Batteries. I mean, you it goes I mean? right back to the idea of the magic of just like opening stuff, yeah, you it's, know? Right. And that experientially, I think, is important yeah. for Christmas. So, you know, I... I, I took a note of Jude saying that and since then I've gotten them a couple of small things mm-hmm. that have come in the mail that I was planning on giving at Christmas but I was like you know what let's just let them open it you yeah, know? yeah so yeah, like yeah. so for example we got a toy that um I was going to give to them to share and and I just kind of like on the on the front wrote their names on it you mm-hmm. know and, mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is for you guys and they opened it and uh, it was actually a rampage stretchable toy oh that's awesome they're like playing the game a lot yeah and they like loved it and it was a really fun experience they were playing with the bubble that's wrap cool. and playing with the box you know yeah and uh, so I think part of it is just the gift giving aspect is really fun mm-hmm. and the magic aspect is really fun. Yeah. And it's OK if it's not all huge things and if it's not all. Oh, junk. totally. And when I say value. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's not even about it being a big thing or um, very valuable in terms of like money. You yeah. know, it's just that like I want it to be something that has a purpose. Right. But it's funny, uh, you know, Jude has gotten tickets to things, mm-hmm. you know, for Christmas in the past, and Henry, and, it, <laughs> yeah. and I always think it's going to be this huge deal, and, and it's not. I'm like, not they're surprised, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Because the tangible stuff, paper. of course, is, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as it sits in over the coming days, then they get really excited about yeah. it, you know? So, so like, we're going out. to Montreal this year, and that's yeah. going to be one of their things. Um, and, and I feel like they're, they're probably initially going to be like, why are we like, what is the point? And then, and then they'll get excited about it <laughs> once course, we're there. Of course. But you, you don't want to like the optics of coming downstairs and seeing a lot of presents. I think, I mean, I get excited about it, you know? Like, oh, totally. I do I, too. I, I love wrapping them and like making a big pile of shit. And, and I love like when we get, you know, all of our extended family together and there's all these presents like, oh, like who's this for? It's who's so much for? fun. Even though, you know, I don't even care at the end of the day, you know, it's, yeah. it's just. And a lot of it is fun. probably, you know, more in the stuff category. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's okay. You yeah. Know? And then we'll get rid of it. I guess that's, that's part of it. But how do you make kids aware of yeah. the gratitudinal Gratitudinal. Is that a word? <laughs> I mean, well, out. the other piece, you know, I mean, I haven't been able to really do this much because, you know, Grace is only three, but um, so much fun can be about like what to get other people, you know? So um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to focusing a little bit more energy there, maybe in the next, you know, a few Christmases in terms of like even just what we're getting um, 
her mom or, you know, people yeah. that are close at least to her. So she has some input into it. Well, especially making um, things too. Like th- well, that, that's another, that piece, is like yeah. the ultimate trump card for like family. But when you, when you have little kids, they can yeah. make presents for everybody yep. and they will all love it. It will always be the right gift. You know what I mean? Like nobody's ever <laughs> going like, go. That's how why you did you make this money. beautiful handmade thing? You know, it's like always a big deal. Right. Even though the kid, they might spend 20 seconds on it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But it's yeah, so yeah. like, it's, it's so and it actually is from a gestural standpoint, really nice. It's funny like my relationship with getting gifts as, as I'm sure yours has is, is nothing like it was before having kids. Right. You know? Like even up to my like twenties, I was still like genuinely excited to see like what my parents <laughs> were going to get me for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But now like it, it really doesn't matter. But if, but if we can get experiences out of things, like if we can get, you know, tickets to the Polar Express with the kids or something like that, right. like that is a huge deal. Oh yeah. Right. Totally. Cause that's money that we don't have to spend on something that we genuinely would get a lot. Well, that's out of. exactly what gifts are for for me now too. Yeah, totally. Right. Yep. So there's a transference that happens mm-hmm. and I think it's okay to allow kids to feel sort of gluttonous when they're a little like and to be really excited <laughs> about the quantity of things yeah. and the, the the sort of consumerist aspect of it because it is really fun when you're a little kid yeah and then to raise them in a way that when they no longer have those things they can still find tremendous value in other aspects of gift giving right you know? right but of course it's not it's way easier said than done well it is yeah i mean and it's always like probably a healthy tension there of wanting to indulge in it and also wanting christmas to be about other things too you know um which part of is the magic of Santa and like the idea of giving it all, which we talked about. Um, and it is also just like at this awesome time of just seeing lights everywhere and the magic of, yeah. you know, everything's oh, transformed. Yeah. Um, and like then, we drove by the stone zoo the other day oh, and, man, and the yeah. lights were all out and the kids were just like totally it's amazing. in awe and, and finding things like that to take them to is, yeah. is also really special too, but it's yeah. hard because you know, it doesn't go under the tree. That's the only, right. exactly. the only issue. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, you know, um, I wish I could just quote the line from the end of the Grinch book, but I, I don't know the exact how Dr. Seuss wrote it. But I always uh, I've always loved that book for, you know, just obviously the idea of the the who's still singing after all the gifts were stolen yeah. and everything. Because, like, you know, at the end of the day, there's something just wonderful about all coming together at this time of year that otherwise would be really dark and yeah. cold um, and just like being together, you know, and, and even yes. if you didn't have all that other stuff. It still would be like an amazing moment for us to just celebrate life. <laughs> and I think that is exactly the moral of this own little Christmas tale that we've been telling oh, today. Which and I, I know we got to wrap, but yeah, it's, it's epic length. Um, I think that watching Jude really fall in love with the idea of Christmas, because that's something that is just this year especially is mm. just like he's been so cute about this. Like his favorite movie is Polar Express, so he's yeah. been watching that like nonstop. <laughs> He was the one that really led the charge with decorating the tree, you oh, know, that's and, awesome. and putting the music on. And Micah is the same way. Like, they're the two Christmas people in our family. Yeah. You know, we all love it, but they're, like, really into it. Right. So so he's been much more active a participant this year. That's so much and fun. And I think that will translate to him not being quite as concerned with the gifts that he's getting because it's part of the experience of Christmas as a, as a yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's know? the thing. It's like a well-rounded kind of experience of Christmas where it isn't just focused on the gifts. Yeah, and maybe know? that's ultimately what we do to encourage yeah. gratitude right. is is we make the experience of celebrating it fun mm-hmm. and we and we really just like revisit that a lot Yeah, and make it a very special time of year where there's traditions and we get to take out the cookies and we get to read and we get to bake and we get to tell stories and watch Christmas movies and it's like a whole month-long thing of really celebrating more than just the morning where you get presents and that right. way when if you don't get all the presents you want in the morning of it's okay because like you're part of a continuum where the whole thing has been so fun and we've all gone so far out of our way to craft this wonderful experience that it's okay you know yeah, exactly um last thing i'll say is, is that it's been funny though in, in the in the in the situation where micah and jude really are like just 
100% Christmas people. Yeah. Henry and I have like had our own little like <laughs> Halloween rebellion going on. Uh, so like we, we keep like sneaking Halloween things in. Always bringing the Halloween in. back. And, and Henry, we have a game where we play as a skeleton on PlayStation that Henry loves. And so he'll like be like, I want to play Halloween. And I'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> and we'll like be blasting like Monster Mash and they're like trying to decorate the tree. Like this is not appropriate. I'm like, well, Nightmare Before Christmas exists. That and that's so annoying. Christmas and Halloween. So you know what? Bitch, we're celebrating Halloween for you guys Christmas. Dragging down Christmas, full ass. But it is true that there's Nightmare Before Christmas, which is an amazing. Movie. It's the ultimate bridge. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, well, let's do it. We'll <laughs> come back. To, I'm sure we'll come back to this topic because you know gratitude and all. Oh yeah, it's a good thing. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. All right, bye. bye.